1: Welcome to Pickle Me This, the officially unofficial podcast for Rick and Morty on Cartoon Network's Adult Swim. I'm your host, Jim. And I'm Aaron. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today, we're covering Season 5, Episode 10, Rick Mariah
2: Jack. Here's Aaron with the recap. Humbled by his newfound crow partners, Rick returns slightly chastened to Morty and the Smith family. Morty's put on about 50 pounds in 26 years, so they're off for a quick in-and-out adventure to the Citadel to de-age Morty and get back to easy, basic adventuring. But things are never that simple on the Citadel. Evil Morty makes his return appearance to deal out some harsh truths and seemingly newly-minted canon before revealing his dastardly plan, the destruction of the central finite curve. All right, Aaron, it's the season finale. How'd you think it ended? I mean... Like I said last episode, I I love the Monster of the Week episodes, but you do get up a little bit bright and earlier for <laughs> in the morning for a good old canon episode, and uh, yeah. this was great. I am I, I'm I'm glad that they take so long in between these installments because every single time they come, it's like bigger and better than before. Like, how do they pay off? What is it even? What's a Morty look like that can stand toe to toe with Rick? How does he talk? How does he act? And like, this is just really like, this is as good of villain speeches as anything I've ever seen. And like die hard, you know, uh, it's, it's just really good. It's expands the canon. It confirms a lot of stuff. We already knew, but gets a little bit more like, like Morty learning the truth at the same time we did is extra poignant because, you know, it humanizes Rick. Um, Mm -hmm. but there's also just so many implications. Uh, Yeah, my mind was blown. I thought it was a pretty funny episode, too, Um, but this episode goes pretty deep um, and hits pretty hard on an emotional level. What'd you think?
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. Um, I do like, you know, interdimensional cables, and I do like uh, Jurassic Park homeless man exploding over the Earth or whatever. Uh, I like all that stuff, but damn it i also like canon stuff and the serialized television this is this is good probably the biggest laugh i got out of these last two episodes was when morty shows up looking 40 (laughs) and just like his his particular depiction of 40 i'm like this is not what 40 has to be but this is the 40 that morty has chosen and i don't know if that's like to trigger some kind of sympathy in Rick or what?
2: I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why he chooses this particular depiction, but it it was hilarious. I loved it. Um, Especially when we see potential Morty at 26, who is right? a fine strapping lad. Yeah, like, looking good. But then again, as, as being a, you know, reasonably fit 26, 27 year old to. Yeah. Kind of decrepit 40s myself. Uh, it, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, I'm about to, to pass over that mark myself. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen to me overnight. Is this just 40? Cause oh, yeah, is, you're just hair, just b- b- beer gut. No, it, you're Damn. right. It's not, it's not inevitable. But, I uh, not. And that's the question is like, was obviously Morty's juicing this for maximum psychological impact? Yeah. You know, he's, he said this is a this is a naked attempt to manipulate him. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that you can take as canon. But yeah, woof. Oof. And then the the central finite curve stuff
1: that they do, I think we had like correctly deduced sort of what the central finite curve meant, right? It's it's mm-hmm. you know a subset of the rest of infinity, which itself is also infinite. And you can't forget mm-hmm. that part of it. Yeah. Um. But the way that they sort of use that as like a stand-in for, or not a stand-in, but they they make it part of the way that Rick controls Morty. Right. And, and this metaphor of him, like breaking out past the central finite curve is him removing himself from the influence of Rick. Uh, and I think last episode or was it earlier this episode you asked about, um, cause we're recording these back to back. You asked about like, what does a Morty who can stand up to Rick look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's this Morty. It's the, it's the guy who just is over his shit right like that's the Morty that can stand up to Rick and that was super interesting to see it's it's not evil Morty it's just a, a Morty who's had enough and is, is getting out of this pattern and th- they represent it physically by him escaping the central finite curve
2: yeah it's incredible his line to Morty it's like you know that's why I'm evil because I just want I just want out and uh, and in the a universe that is constructed to service Rick that is considered
1: evil, right? Like it's, yeah. It, I I like that stuff.
2: Yeah, we got because we talked we talked some of these implications through earlier in the ep, uh, season about like you know we started talking about what is canon in the show and you know, I I had this theory of like you know this our Rick might be like like there's broadly speaking two Ricks in the infinity. There's the type of the Rick that didn't leave their wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, to join the cosmic-spanning po- rager that is the the Ricks' uh, control of the universe, and they're the Ricks that did, you know, if, um. And we also thought that central finite curve was that slice of infinity where Rick's develop and, you know, Summers and Morty's develop and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we were really close to being right on both of those cases. Um, but yeah. in each case we we just didn't go far enough. Right. That the central finite curve is where the set, the sum of the infinite universe is where Rick is the smartest man in the universe, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I got an asterisk. I want to talk about here in a minute. Um, and that possibly only one Rick ever. The Rickest Rick actually chose to stay with his children or maybe the other Rick or because it's so mm-hmm. rare that like the uh, only other Rick we know in the canon that chose to stay and, and live with his, uh, uh, Beth was captured by the Siddle of Rick's and, and, and squeezed for his adrenal daughter juice. Yeah. Uh, like it's pretty fucked up that we like it. And, and, and it definitely cast, um, Rick in kind of a heroic role like everything was taken from him and he takes his planet sized brain and gets vengeance on the universe and then tries to settle down with a Beth that because of the other Rick's hates him and mistrusts him and Mm -hmm. you know it's like he's trying to do the best in a fucking dysfunctional broken system it seems like Um, yeah but in in the process of doing that is also
1: uh, perpetuating the oh, yeah, the b- b- dysfunction
2: and abuse of that relationship. Right. Onto yeah, Morty. because baseline, he's an alco- he's he's an alcoholic and has various other substance abuse problems. And that's that's a nightmare just on top of all the other trauma. But, you know, like, I, I think. It's like a lot of people debated about whether Rick is a narcissist or not. I don't know that that is true or that I buy it anymore. I feel it's like he's question. just a very deeply traumatized person. He's like. A, yeah. A combat vet that's been through every atrocity imaginable and he's just desensitized to it all so Um, I wanted to ask you like in
1: in that context in like the uh, context of Rick being a narcissist is that the case or is that did he create the central finite curve because he's a narcissist who wants to have like all of the smartest Ricks uh, you know every universe where Rick is the smartest being collected into one place that he can inhabit or is he Simply looking for uh, revenge, you know, um, on on that Rick. And so that's the utility of it. It's well, if he can create a universe where all of the smartest Ricks are gathered, he can more easily find the Rick that must have killed his uh, wife and,
2: and daughter, potentially. That sounds like a fantastic bridge into the main discussion part of the episode, which we'll get to right after this short break. All right, so you were asking before we took the break about, like, the nature of the finite curve and what does it actually mean, and I guess what I got from this episode is that Rick's one-man war, since he is the Rickest Rick, like, Mm -hmm. he's undisputed, he's the most powerful, smartest, uh, godlike Rick of them all, um... His rampage, one man rampage caused, it, it reminded me of the scene of like uh, in the Anna, uh, what is, what is the, uh, the anime version of the Matrix, the Animatrix, mm-hmm. um, where the machines like s- didn't start the war, but they damn well finished it and uh-huh. brought humanity to its knees. Uh, that I think you're supposed to understand that like the Citadel is the Matrix, that Rick is constructed to keep the fucking psychotic Ricks to hell away from him and busy with their own shit. Yeah, um, it's like literally he's built a prison for them because they're all just doing menial jobs and they're all trying to dominate each other. And it 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 protects him because he at the end, like I, I thought that was such a great storytelling. The way they use the flashback sequence where, like at the end, he stops hunting down the Ricks and he just waits for them to come to him and he's just sitting there drinking in his bomb that garage just plugging them as they're coming through the portal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like it saves Rick cause Rick after he, I guess, gave up his one man war against the Ricks because like, what does it even look like when there's an you're hunting an infinite Ricks. Um, <laughs> right. And then decided like, you know what? I'm tired of fighting. I want to try to rebuild some semblance of my life. And he crashes into this Beth's this, this universe is Beth's garage. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I think that's the other fascinating thing. It's like, there's, I guess a lot more canon to explore, but that that's how, that's yeah. how I got it. That like, this was Rick is the almighty impotent God and he's created a, like, um, I, I think that's what you, I got from evil. Morty He even says, it. it's like, this is the word, the, an infinite, uh, baby pin constructed around an infinite baby. And the only thing I think that, yeah, I'm, I'm pushing against is like, I don't think that actually describes our Rick. Well, I think that's the thing. There, be- there's
1: only one Rick in the central finite curve, right? That, that's the point that I think evil, quote unquote, evil Morty is trying to make here is that there aren't an infinite number of Ricks. There's one fucking Rick, and he's an abuser, and he's torturing you, and he's using you. It, that is the one Rick. There are an infinite number, infinite number of a single shit stain everywhere, right? But the shit stains are all the same
2: yes um but so but, but i don't know if that's literally true because i think it's a metaphoric thing it's like these aren't like you know like all, he, that's his way of saying all ricks are the same because they built this finite curve around it exactly but i think the, yeah. the one thing that evil morty doesn't understand is that rick is you our rick is unique and i is he unique um or he's extreme extremely rare because it looks like that ricks that don't take the deal to join the multiverse are mm-hmm. exterminated yeah or or their families are murdered in such a way that it forces them to join Um, but maybe Rick is the one that kind of like refused to submit and is like well, now I'm going to take you all down so like it could be that evil Morty genuinely doesn't have any experience with a Rick that wanted to stay with his family and had this thrust had his Rickness thrust upon him mm-hmm. Um and that's the other canon thing I want to tease about is like I think the, the one remaining thing to know now is, is there anything special about this Smith family? Did Rick just cr- randomly crash into a Smith house or did he select one that's like, you know, was there some kind of care? Like, I, I, I think that that's something that I'm interested in knowing because you can make the arguments like, well, I, you know, any any fucking Smith family, with a Morty and a summer is what I want to crash into. Or is there something special about this one? I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know how long Rick spends chasing. Uh, what are we even going to call this guy? The, the guy, the Rick
2: that killed his wife. Are we, we going to give him a name? <laughs> yeah, the Omega Rick. <laughs> you know, if he's the Alpha Rick, and this sure. other guy's the um, he's the he's the least rickest Rick or the shittiest Rick.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I was just wondering. Like, is it possible he crashes into the same garage? I, I, we don't know if Beth is killed in that explosion. Like, I would assume. Probably. It looked like it. Yeah, she's standing the same distance away as her mother. But yeah, it, yeah. And, and I was wondering if his daughter might be crashing into the same garage. Like literally, he he disappeared, you know, off to hunt whoever. He came back and uh, sat in the garage drinking for a long time, shooting ricks as they come through. But then, like, how long did he do that? Did he do that for five years? Did he do yeah. that for thirty years? Um, if he comes back. To the same garage at some
2: point is it a shock to maybe a beth who survived that explosion that's an know. interesting question because i thought that would be if, if they ever do it that way i think it'd be something like a bombshell kind of but it probably would be i'm trying to think that i feel like they just did that a little bit with bird person like the shocking the the person that was supposed to be dead and they survived like wouldn't it feel mm-hmm. a little bit of a retread if um you know uh the council of ricks has got the beth prime somewhere stashed away in cryo you know like yeah yeah i don't know i could see him doing it but it seems a lot enough like the bird person thing that uh yeah and what would that i guess yeah you've already got space beth regular beth you don't know which is the android and which and now you've got beth prime like that and I, I don't mean, know if they not, need it's it. It's not uninteresting, so... Yeah, but I don't know
1: that it's any more interesting and that they actually need it because this episode just kicks open the door to so many other possibilities, right? escaping the central finite curve. It, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I, I don't know how that can come back, but certainly, like, you've got a character who can traverse that barrier.
0: Yeah. So,
1: uh,
2: and a character who might be wanting to seek revenge later, who knows? It's interesting because like we talked a lot about the Loki in the Loki uh, our yeah. coverage of Loki that um Michael Waldron the showrunner of that series that was one of the head writers of Rick and Morty for the last few seasons like this Loki this the Marvel's going into the multiverse in a big way mm-hmm. and it's so ho- obviously heavily influenced by um his time on Rick and Morty but I also couldn't help but notice or feel and this is where you know, maybe we can talk about the gap, but like it felt like this episode is heavily influenced by last season of Loki, like the idea that you've got this inf- infinite curve that has been artificially constricted down to a single like a, a, a narrow band for the good of the universe and to, pre- and to preserve peace amongst these powerful narcissistic beings. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wonder, like the, the conspiracy theory, it's um makes me wonder like well did they take an extra four or five weeks because they significantly rewrote the the finale after seeing or, or you know <laughs> um, getting advanced copies of Loki or whatever but that that can't have happened right I, I seriously doubt it um,
1: you said something to me off air earlier about yeah. uh,
2: this theory that you should probably go into now okay so i I was looking into the public statements about the Rick and Morty writing team. And Harmon said uh, recently that they just finished writing season or they finished writing season six some time ago and the animators are halfway done animating it and that they are a good way into writing season seven right now. So that makes me think that there's no way that theory can be true. Maybe that's a conversation we can have is like, if that's not true, then why the hell would you know, Adult Swim, Comedy Central, why would they push back their season for four weeks? Oh, if that's not true, why would you
1: say it? <laughs> like, you've already got problems hitting the deadlines you've got. Saying season six is in the bag, and then <laughs> yeah. having to wait a year and a half, or two and a half years for
2: it, is going to piss people off. Yeah, no, I, 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 I guess I meant, like, if that's true, why is Adult okay. why did Adult Swim push it back for, you know, until now? Like, why? I don't know. I, I'm not familiar with Adult Swim's other uh,
1: shows and what they might mm-hmm. have in the slate here and what they, it, you know, because I, I, people have done crazier things for worse reasons, right? Uh, I remember when Fox just totally fucked Firefly, released yeah. episodes out of order. Like, can you imagine yeah. if they released episode 10 of this season before episode five? like right right. or it was episode five it would it would make no sense and then here we get episode nine as the finale Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. yeah so I've, i've seen worse things happen to shows um that said yeah it was probably just an internal thing
2: yeah, I wonder because like it looks like the Rick and Morty from a popularity standpoint peaked around season four at like you know two and a half million people watching it weekly, and then dwindled Makes by sense. the end of season four to one point three million, which is exactly where it came back in season five, but mm-hmm. dropped to like a point eight share. Oof. Um, and I wonder if Comedy Central saw that and saw that like you know the big complaints as well. There's no canon or ah oh, blah blah blah. And they're like, you know what? We need to we need to generate a lot more. We need to market this fucking show. Oh, well, we haven't had to market it for a while. It's been marketing stuff. We need to market this show. Shut it down. Put it out on Labor Day. Let's get uh, Christopher Lloyd in here to do some <laughs> live action Doc and Marty spots, and and get the internet because that that shit all came out coordinated. Yeah. Um. I almost wonder if they're like, hey, we we've got these two episodes that are big canon episodes. They're going to flip people's lids. Let's let's bring try to bring back the 1.5 two million people to give it another shot because you know a lot of people have uh, you know Rick and Morty, I still think it's good you mm-hmm. know and 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 the ratings not like the but the 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 critical ratings I think you know they still haven't dropped uh, from the mid 90s you know um, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic stuff like that. So, like, it's still a good show. It's just, you know, it's no longer new. It's not blowing people away because, you know, it's won Emmys. It's been recognized. It's a known quantity. So it's harder and harder to blow people's minds. This is one of those. And they're like, hey, fuck it. Let's just shelve it and and try to build a big campaign around it. If so, I mean, maybe it works because the word of mouth out of this episode has been pretty incredible. Like universally hailed as like this is good Rick and Morty even if you've been dissatisfied with the season so and that's the thing about this season I feel like it's the first season that has been
1: the the people have actively disliked at least one episode like I didn't dislike all the same episodes as you know the general uh, Mm -hmm. fandom did but there was at least one that I actively disliked I just couldn't stand that episode Um, That that Voltron episode just it. I did not think it was funny at all. Right. And I think that 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 has been true, not of the same episode, but of an episode, at least of this entire season. Now, I don't know why people would write off an entire show because an episode is bad, Um, Mm -hmm. but it seems like there's a certain portion of the fandom that just will. Uh, And maybe they just don't like more episodes. You know, if you dislike three episodes in a row or something. Yeah, maybe you jump, jump off that train.
2: Yeah, I don't know how, because, like, this is a bit of a bandwagon show uh, Mm -hmm. where it's like it did spread by word of mouth, and you got to see this bro, you got to see this bro kind of phenomenon. And then people, like, usually when I see people discussing Rick and Morty in the broader culture, it used to be, like, an inside joke thing. Now it's a very, like, oh, fucking Rick and Morty, their fans are so toxic, which I find fucking really annoying. Uh, Most of the big places to discuss Rick and Morty nowadays are not. Like they've kind of like uh, much like uh, some properties like Warhammer that deal with problematic protagonists and stuff. Like you have at some point you got like, hey, do we want to cater to the fans that like unironically think space fascism is good, or do we want to have the people that are like laughing and memeifying and making fun of it? Do we want the Rick and Morty fans that think Rick is a hero and hate women and et cetera, or do we want to cater to the people that like understand or and and want to learn from? And, and I think most of the places uh, have, you know, the big public places, the subreddits and the wikis and things like that have, have made the decision. So, like, I feel like that's a tired complaint that they're like, you know, we're away we're a damn f- we're we're quite a ways away from a bunch of nerds throwing fits at McDonald's for the szechuan sauce. Right. Yeah. Like we're I think we can stop like beating that hobby horse. But, you know, that's that's going to be the perception for a long time to come. I just don't know. I yeah, I'm I'm perplexed to as to why the show went from three million share to three a uh, 3. to a point eight because it hasn't had a eighty percent or seventy five percent decline in, in quality at least from my perspective. Sure. Yeah, I'm with you. um, it also could just be like, you know, people are watching this in a lot different ways. You know, mm-hmm. um, there there's a million different ways to watch it through like. Apps and adult Swim website, and yes, piracy things like that i I don't know, but could it be uh, that the the pendulum is attempting to swing back the other way with uh Rick's
1: health mental health Because um, like early on in this series, I remember people talking about, oh, the show is so fucking dark, the show is mm-hmm. so messed up, the show is you know Uh it it had this feeling of like every time Rick did something, it was nihilistic, it was uh borderline evil and and completely fucked. And I think a lot of people Mm kind of got off on that, just seeing how far down the hole he can go there. And he's starting to come back up, dig himself back out of that hole, I think, in a lot of ways. And yeah, it's necessarily gonna change the tone of the show. And they've Mm -hmm. tried to keep it similar, um, And I don't think Rick has changed much, but he's definitely on an upward trajectory. I wonder if that's turning some people who really dug what the first season was doing off.
2: It could be. It could be. I also think that like um, (laughs) this is also just at it's at at its core, a gross out transgressive show. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people as it's gotten more so and gone from like, oh, exploding hobos at Christmas time to giant incest babies and slut dragons like that radical i mean you know like it's like uh yeah it's all it, it, harmontown's all fun and well and good until dan starts talking about masturbating with a mannequin leg you sure. know like sometimes it gets a little too real for people like oh that's not funny or insightful that's just fucking weird dude and that <laughs> like, I, I don't know if like rick and morty's getting to that point where like rob schraub and and justin and, uh, and dan's is like you know like fuck it like maybe it's time to maybe we've got too many people on the bandwagon it's time for them to remember who the <laughs> fuck they're dealing with you know, I don't know. like like that stuff doesn't turn I me off either. but some some people i'm sure yeah 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 well i mean you know we probably could have had a, a larger audience if we did <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. over the years we'd have pitched more down the center of the plate rather than throwing some curveballs but eh, at some point you're like fuck it you know how much how many people do you really need to listen to a
1: podcast I, I mean, you saying fuck it it turned off like probably 10 percent of our audience uh just a year ago so yeah
2: yeah yeah for sure for sure um <laughs> Can we talk? Okay, so before we talk about more of the, do we want to? I guess we should stay with the insane implications of this. Uh, Do we? I think I I don't know. We might have gone our way to uh, covering it all. Uh, Well, I have one more, one more possible scenario here. I'm, I'm a little
1: worried uh, that you know someone that seems facetiously labeled evil Morty has the potential. To turn evil in the place where he's gone because he could he's gone to a place where Rick is not the most intelligent being in the universe and every single version of Rick that exists in this place is not the most intelligent being in the universe there's a potential I think for quote unquote evil Morty to try and take out some of his anger some of his uh, resentment Against Rick on these inferior, quote unquote, inferior Ricks. So the potential for him to turn evil, even if all he wanted was to escape Rick in the first place,
2: is definitely there. I mean, that'd be a great commentary on the perpetuation of abuse, the cycle of it. The fact that, like, you know, most abused people, well, I wouldn't say most, a lot of people that are abused have a high risk of turning into abusers themselves because it's all they know. You know, you think it'd make yeah. it make you sick at your stomach. But like, you know, it can turn you into a fucking narcissist or some of the borderline personality disorder. And it just or kind a of fucked nihilist,
1: let's say. I nihilist, mean, look at yeah. the
2: shit that Morty had to do to escape
1: this central finite curve. Look at the carnage. Look at the number of Mortys that were murdered, manufactured and murdered uh, under his
2: rule, his system here.
1: Uh, all but you can to see, get him like,
2: outside of it yeah the the fucking matrix analogy of it you know this is this is a combination Morpheus and architect scene mm-hmm. is is hard to deny because just like Morpheus and neo were perhaps content to separate a hundred you know like you know kill an infinite number of humans connected to the matrix because they're not really human they're not yeah. really like you know, they are, they're, they're, they're the same minds are trying to free, but they're still in prison. They can turn into agents. They could be betray you. They can do all these things. Um, you can see that Morty feels that way. And it did, but, but it, it is wild because the carnage is cosmic in scope. Like it, yeah it, it, it like breaks Morty at some point. And I, I thought like the, you know, <laughs> where it's, it's, it's actually very funny too, because Morty knows like, okay, how do I get all the Rick's to do the wrong thing? I know I'll tell them, It's kind of like Scary Terry. You can run, but you can't hide. Like, everyone stay where you are and don't leave, Oh, which is going to make all the Ricks be like, fuck it. We got to get out of (laughs) here. And then so they're all getting destroyed by their 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 portal guns. And then the smart Ricks are like, hey, I got the way out. We just it's Project Phoenix, which they've established. But then he's rerouted them all to this blender thing and turning all this tainted portal right fluid and their blood and gore (laughs) and focusing into literally like a like a laser of rage that he's breaking the universe with uh it's pretty pretty fucking epic it's telling that in an episode or a
1: season rather that they showed us literal hell with with hell razors and and then and pinheads this is probably the most fucked up thing i've seen this season
2: yeah yeah I mean it is yeah when they all start getting rerouted to the pods that have the bassomatics in the bottom yeah uh, and like you know as, as Morty sees all this gore pumping through the system he's just like Jesus Christ it's it's uh, it's it's insane <laughs> yeah it is but uh, I mean they've also so we also talk about you know there, there's again this is a meta a thing uh, where you know Morty is like hey we don't want to go like the whole th- the whole this whole thing has been about like, do we just go back to the way things are or do we do something different? Mm-hmm. And they keep pushing to the and, and Rick finally relents is like, fine. Do you want to jump the shark and see my whole stupid crybaby backstory? Here you go. And he's got all these memories harvest from evil memory. And he lets uh, Morty and, uh, in, in uh, into it. There's a couple questions there. I think this is no more wiggle room. This is canon. Yeah. Like I don't think you can be like, well, it's a different version or a different dimension, or he was lying to the Federation guy, and and it's also I, someone's gonna like. I would like to know what the difference was between the real memory and the fake memory that allowed him to break out of the hologram in season three, mm-hmm. or the hollow, or the the virtual mind white prison or whatever the hell uh, Nathan Fillion had him in. I wonder if it's something like the garage door is a different color or the house roof line was, was a slightly different peak because like it's exactly, it went down exactly the way he said it did essentially. Yeah. Seems Um, like it. Yeah. But like, I don't think there's any wiggle room. We talked about this before about like, well, they could do it. If, if they like say this is a different dimension or this is true from a certain point of view, or this was all a dream, it really will jump to shark. Mm hmm. And I felt I watched the after the episodes or the inside the episode and all the producers kind of like from Dan Harmon down kind of acknowledged that like this. One of the reasons we've waited for so long to comment on this is because we really wanted to go back and look at all the evil Morty episodes and like all of the things we've left dangled to make sure all of the things are connected and all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed. I think they're committing that this is that this is this is real deal. This is not no fooling. And they did a
1: great job with that. They did a better job than I'm sure I even understand with that because um, yeah. I have questions. I, I Even with the stuff they showed me that I think I should understand, I don't quite understand it, but also I know there are a lot of references in here that they're making that I don't remember the exact moments um, mm-hmm. that they're talking about very well. Uh, the, the, probably the biggest question I have is when it comes to Rick um, creating the Citadel, so they show this all in in his, you know, uh, Mind Blower's flashback thing here. Right. I don't understand. So Rogue Ricks used Morty's to hide themselves from the Citadel. That's established. We We remember that episode. They bring it up here. But then they make this logical leap where they say, and it worked so well that the Citadel became its own Morty market. I don't I don't understand. Can you explain to me? what the connection is there why did they turn it into a morty market they're not the Citadel's not
2: trying to hide from the citadel are they Mm. supplying rick
0: yeah i think they're
2: supplying they're like an arms dealer to supplying everybody or the fact that like um once it became known to rogue ricks that you could shield yourself with morty misery that the, the like Used to, you just, you know, it's one Rick, one Morty, but if you're trying to amass an army for some reason, then you got to make more. And this is a, like, it's kind of like there's a lot of yada yada the matrix between like, oh, you know, we scorched our skies and then they had fusion and, but then also they had to turn us into the copper tops. There's not a lot of like, you know, from A to B to C there. It's just yeah. kind of like, I think there was a little bit of yada yading through, well, Morty's became a commodity at some point, and once they were commodified, then they all kind of like got reduced to instead of an infinite variety of Morty's, it's just this one particular perfected, idealized, subservient thing, because like, here's a question I've got genetic engineered Morty's fine, extra dimensional Morty's fine. I don't see how these Ricks are literally have to be going back in time to be forcing the union of Jerry's and, and Beth's because there's a whole sequence of them kind of rigging the romance before they, then they go in and perfect it and just start cloning and flash wiping Morty's, you know, like how would they do that? Let me Uh, offer a
1: potential explanation is, I mean, in an infinite number of universes, which is contained in the central finite curve, would there not be an infinite number where, Jerry and Beth are not born.
2: Like Jerry and Beth don't don't get together until later yeah, in the timeline. Yeah, line. yeah, yeah. I guess so. Or don't get together at all. Because there's like sense like, you know, even with a universe of infinite Beths and Jerry's and Morty's and Summers, like the Ricks are too lazy to go search. Like, why would they when they can just make it happen through the yeah. sheer force of their will or through their scientific brilliance? Um, I-, I think that's the explanation is it's not time travel,
1: it's simply jerry and beth didn't get together until later in this timeline
2: i gotcha okay or maybe there's like it was sloppy control because like at some of points i noticed there was a, a version of morty who was a little girl exact same like yeah, summer was yeah. the same but morty was like a girl with pigtails and was wearing a little dress like a jessica or like a lisa simpson jessica simpson <laughs> completely different type of dress there a lisa simpson type <laughs> dress uh-huh. And I was wondering if they're trying to hint that like, you know, there is a certain type of Morty that is the Mortiest Morty in the eyes of Rick, which is the most subservient, most forgiving. Hmm. That's a great line, too, like that we're infinitely tired to this man uh, because of his narcissism and self-absorption and, and, and our forgiveness. Yeah. You know, like this is the chain that keeps the thing d- together. But yeah, I don't know, because like the thing that the, the only fly in all this ointment the of Rick's kind of redemption is the fact that he Cronenberged his whole family with the exception of Morty and didn't really give a shit. Yeah. So like, does he actually care about Beth? Is it only really Morty that he cares about or was Rick just in a much more nihilist position? Like he's done personal growth and because none of I mean, the one thing I'm convinced is, is neither none of this family is not his original family at all. No, I it's just think I, it I don't know be. whether he, I don't know whether he handpicked them Or whether he just went the first one that had a a Morty that, you know, and a Beth and all that stuff. But like. At some point. But that's the thing is, like, I I don't know if it makes sense, even the context with his like, you know, when Rick says, hey, yes, this is all random and nothing's important, but some things I just decide are important. Mm -hmm. And like, it's weird that he would decide that about Birdman, but not about his own daughter. Like, okay well yeah, these are all random, but you're the one I've chosen to live with and try to make it with, so like, I'm not going to just abandon you every time I Cronenberg the world, especially since that family is still alive and recognizably human and not Cronenberg. That's like a weird, I feel like, plot hole, but surely the writing room is aware of that kind of being weird, and I wonder if they'll decide to address it.
1: We'll see, man. Like I said, the the possibilities are kind of endless. Um, we've got we've got the golden portal now, which I, I don't think has like any real significance. The only thing I can tell about the gold, golden portal is that maybe it delineates the central finite curve from outside of it, from everything else. Yes. Yeah, um, like it's that's what the portal looks like when it's outside the curve. Yeah, right. Either that or they want us to like or that's just a result of the technology mixing the Morty blood with the portal fluid uh just mm-hmm. turns it yellow, right? E- either way, mm-hmm. I think what it's going to signify is this quote-unquote evil Morty. Uh, But the other thing is they kind of strand, I guess, Rick and Morty in Mortyburg. The, this, they separate the saucer section and they're now in Mortyburg or whatever
2: because the portal gun's out of juice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, out of portal fluid. And which and they is showed weird, because like, G- can Rick not fluid. make portal fluid? Like, it seemed like you have to go to the Citadel to get more, but I don't seemed know about like tracks. It. Surely it sh- Rick can make more portal fluid, though, if I he would, has to do it from scratch.
1: I don't think the Rickest Rick would give the Citadel any influence over his movement, right? And yeah. if they were the only source of portal
2: fluid in the entire universe that wouldn't track with the Rick I know. So I mean, maybe he picks it up because they make, make it in bulk and it's just easier than making it himself because himself. it does seem like the portal gun technology is a real bitch to invent. Like it took why a show long that it's time for Rick to invent it.
1: Like that, that's my question. Why show if it's, it's empty if they're not going to actually say, hey, this is a problem for these.
2: Well, it might characters. maybe. Um, it is weird, too, because, like, we've been speculating all year about, like, oh, the no portal gun, no portal gun, no portal gun. And now, like, I think canonically there's no portal gun. I, I don't I think, think it's so. forever, but it might be kind yeah. of like um, in the Spider-Man comics, uh, you know, Peter Parker has um, technological web spinners. They're a device mm-hmm. that he's built because he's a genius. Um and almost 99% of the time you never think about him having web fluid and carrying spares and a changing But once right. in a while in a real bitch of a battle or because he hasn't had time to go home. The plot is he's out of web fluid and what does he do without it? I wonder if there's going to be a little mini arc in next season where Rick he's got like the city of orphan morties, and no, no portal juice. And he's has to go around like, reinventing portal juice for the first time or rebuilding it from scratch or something. Um, Yeah. There could be a real sort of comeuppance uh, in that scenario. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like if he has to. Yeah. If he has to admit some of his flaws. It's amazing how well some of this stuff works, like how operatic it is. Like it Mm -hmm. was a genuine moment where like Morty left and they ramped up the, like the epic version of the evil Morty. Hell song yeah. and he's like shooting the gap and it's like because we just watched 2001 last week and he's 2001ing uh-huh. you know the gate <laughs> while like Rick and, is needing Morty to save the rest of the Mortys. Do you think there's anything interesting um, in the fact that like there's essentially now an infinity's worth of Mortys that are spare and are there any Ricks at all because the previous Citadel War had to be extremely destructive to Ricks. Well I guess not because you always have an infinite supply of these fuckers yeah, That's unless but did he destroy the central finite curve, which is essentially all of the Ricks, because he saw those like that chain of infinity, which I think represented the in. And when Morty got to the other side, they all burst. So, like, I feel like all the Mortys are free now. And what the hell does that mean? I don't know. I feel like that
1: that was just signifying that he's outside of the central finite curve. Right. That in oh, the place so it wasn't literally at. all
2: of the Ricks being destroyed. It was just the I, Ricks I at the Citadel. Yeah, I don't think so, because the central finite curve still includes our Rick and Morty. OK, so I mean, if you kill an infinity of Rick's in the central finite curve, you <laughs> right. still have an infinity of Rick's left. Yes, that's so. The problem. <laughs> but will they get like dumber and dumber because like, you know, like simple Rick, uh, they they imply that he's dumber than the other Rick's, but he's still the smartest man in his universe. yes. So are we going to get some real fucking lowest common denominator Ricks now? <laughs> I mean, there's, like, it, it is there a Cronenberg
1: si- Rick at this point? Didn't he? I don't would know. Would he have Cronenberg himself in that universe? Uh, what well, was it? Went just that the universe
2: plan? because he was Cronenberg and he went to that one because like the other one had, you know, he he turned his world into an earth or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But it'd be inter- if, interesting of next year that like if simple Rick is now the new baseline smartest Rick and like everyone else is dumber than him. You got some real fucking cro Magnon and Neanderthal like level mm-hmm. Rick's, but they're still the smartest. I, I what does that even look like? It's kind of like what they did a riff on where the like, copies of the copy of the copy. They're like building, you know, the professor from Gilligan's Island version of clones where they're made out of coconut husks and shit yeah. like what? What is a cro Magnon version of Rick? What's his technology look like? You know? It could
1: cast into pretty stark relief uh, some of the patterns that Rick's been in, right? Like, if you see a super intelligent Rick examining the actions of far less intelligent Ricks, but they're doing the same thing he would do, they're just, like, maybe not as
2: cool about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, you could really (laughs) hammer that point home. I also think it's an interesting concept that, like, Rick's the smartest man in his universe, but does that exempt guys like uh, Stephen Colbert? Because he is in an artificial universe that Rick himself created. Hmm. Is that exempt? Like inside? Is that that's in? So, like, it's is it possible that these pocket universes could create a being more intelligent or as intelligent as Rick. Oh, boy, it's to Is his creation going to get away from him? I really want to see the return of that guy, you know, yeah. like that. That was one of uh, other than evil Morty. Who that I mean, like I said, I w- we talked about this in the beginning, but um, just how fucking next level bond villain they've turned this Rick and this this Morty into and how he's recognizably a Morty with the archies. Oh, and mm-hmm. but he's just I don't know, there's something about him and they lampshade it where he's like, Rick, uh, you know, he shoots him. He's like, why did you shoot me? You knew I was shielded." He's like, I was just showing I was just disagreeing with what you're saying is like, yeah, the time for good dialogue is over now's the time for me to do the thing I like <laughs> with the right. finite curve thingy. Like he, <laughs> yeah, He's had this, this amazing bond level dialogue and they just fucking stop in that scene. It's pretty great. <laughs> it was. That was a good gag. Uh, y- you know,
1: what I'm not sure is a good gag because I honestly don't know the Samurai Jack stuff, um, which is obviously what the title is based on here and the intro I think is based on. I've never seen Samurai Jack how how good of a play
2: on Samurai Jack is the intro to this thing? It's not really like I feel like it's, it's loosely connected and that like they're like so Samurai Jack is actually an American anime by mm-hmm. that uh, Gennady uh, Tartakovsky guy who did uh, the Clone Wars. He did that it's a oh, primal okay. that I really liked a couple of years ago about the speaking of Cro-Magnon man that teams up with the T-Rex to get the to get revenge. He's got this like very distinctive kind of like, squared off fingers and everything's angular, mm-hmm. uh, very fluid and simple and and, and almost it characteriz- uh, like a like a, a caricature of the characters. Um, but no, nah, this is more of like Sam. You know, this is more of like a, a Sailor Moon kind Of, like, trash mm-hmm. level, like, like that kind of anime, like bubblegum anime, which I enjoy because I've uh, me and Leslie been watching Sailor Moon Crystal, uh, Crystal Silver Crystal Chronicles or whatever the newest version is and Beastars and shit like that lately. That is this kind of like, you know, and, and the <laughs> the uh, the intro was just chef's kiss. I i loved it a lot, it was, it was pretty good. Rick I did love Rose. that they replaced the usual
1: Rick and Morty intro with one that had the Rick and Morty song, right? It's just like a weird
2: version of it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. Yep. But there's something I don't know. There's something about the the evil Morty dialogue. I just loved it. How that you felt like you were like, like he was one step ahead of Rick. And there's also like was it is it this show? What, what show have we been talking about the Marvel's use of the editorials notes? We'll have like a yellow box. We'll like see issue five thirty three of the amazing Spider-Man editor. Um, that they had, like, a Rick Lee, a Rick Stan Lee pop up and be like, Excelsior true believers, see Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> right. f- I thought that su- f- stuff was so fucking cool. Um, yeah, it might have been. I don't think they coverage. It might have been. I I don't think they they need it in this show, but it was a nice little nod to, like, uh I don't know, like, the, the comic book uh, kind of uh, sprawling narrative version of it, because that's another comic yeah. books is another excellent model for Rick and Morty, where it's like, not every issue of the comic book is a, a an installment of a larger arc. In fact, no. they're all kind of like mini arcs and every once in a while you will get something that like, will introduce a new character or change a relationship or someone will get married or someone will get paralyzed or some shit like that. But mostly it's just random weekly adventures. Um, mm-hmm. and I know that's something that like Dan particularly kind of yearns for. He's like tired of all the slavishly serialized shit that we're going through right now. Um, but yeah, the whole like, yeah, you're all caught up. Um, speaking of that scene. I have no idea what power or ability Rick manifested when he brought big boy out, which looked like a some kind of stitched together Cronenberg version of himself. That, and how it's a metaphor for capitalism. I dude, I don't know. Is I, this I, is
1: yeah. this bullshit?
2: Like, is it just. Is I don't Rick know. saying a thing that is not true. I don't know because it's weird because, like, the behind the scene episode, they're all talking about that this was a commentary about essentially zoomers and millennials going into the chip, the, the, you know, the, the whirring wood chipper that is late stage capitalism, if you subscribe to that, that worldview. And 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 then the fucking billionaire of evil Morty blasting off into space uh, on a rocket ship built by the misery of millions of (laughs) Mortys. Yeah, yeah 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 that his like individual liberation doesn't mean jack shit against all of the unified misery um and that like hinting towards a future that where like if the two if like older generations and younger generations can work together rather than opposing, which is kind of how this stuff is framed, mm-hmm. you know like all oh, the boomers got theirs, and they they got this fuck it got mine mentality like if you can just get them to care and and uh, uh work together, you could solve something i I don't know, I thought that was. I didn't see like that until they started talking about it, I didn't see the, the, the politics behind it to be honest. I thought the other yeah. episode where they had the you know, Morty Town adventures of the cop and the the rise of evil Morty president, I thought that yeah, stuff was Tales more from the Yeah, that was a much more on the surface a commentary about civilization where this just felt like a really good Professor Moriarty, you know, Spectre James Bond kind of like ultimate reveal betrayal thing. But as far as like what that fucking mutant thing was, it was getting gold energy as Rick was. And then he saved it all up. And I, I don't know. It was just fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, it felt a little bit like the Hellraiser thing
1: that they did where, you know, he mm. turns p- p- pain from pleasure back into pain
0: yeah, and then stores yeah. it and then
1: shoots it at people. Yeah. Uh, they, they're There are Morty Chuds, which I thought was kind of interesting. I don't know. Um there was definitely part of that capitalism stuff with the underclass uh it, it, yeah but they're living underground and they definitely are like chuds right but not horses Yeah I
2: called in my I I called them Mortylocks uh for like the Morlocks okay. and yeah. Eloy from the time travelers but but yeah yeah like this uh exploited class that you know President Morty needed to to blast off and to 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 escape the system uh
1: and just a couple of other random things the music in this show is always very good and you know this uh, rendition here they do on the evil morty theme at the end is absolutely great i also really love the flashback to rick's um past music there's like Mm -hmm. a very stranger things tron blade runner feel to the whole thing was that chaos
0: Uh,
2: chaos again i felt like maybe I thought I recognized that, them, but I, for, I was going to look it up, and I forgot. If so, I need to just like buy one of their albums and check it out, because,
1: yeah, that stuff is really good. hmm And then we didn't talk about uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole, which
2: is <sighs> another interesting bit of this episode. Mr. Poopy Butthole, that was quite the... You know, I've seen like Rick and Morty challenge their audience before, like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, the the Mr. Poopy Buttables come on is like, hey, you know, maybe you should go to college and finish your degree or do something besides wait around for the next. But this um, I don't know, it's uh, it's something that probably everyone needs to hear. And the trick is implementing it like all the stuff that he says is just so fucking right on and amazing. And I think the distillation of the things that like Dan Harmon and the people who worked on Harmontown have kind of gone through in therapy that, uh, you know, the reason things sometimes go good in relationships at the beginning is because you are being, you know, you're, you're in tune, you know, you're going through things together. And then like, there's maybe a certain point where you're drinking too much or, you're having problems at work and you don't want the other person to know about it because they think you're perfect. And Mm -hmm. that, that line about, uh, you know, we just dig our, you know, have you ever thought about how horrified the people around us would be if they really knew who we truly were? So we just (laughs) dig ourselves deeper into our lives every day, hurting the only people brave enough to love us. I wish I was brave enough to love them back. (laughs) We don't have as much time as you think. Ooh, we, (laughs) <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mr. Poopy butthole. No, it's not. It's not funny.
1: It's definitely not funny. Uh, I, I was looking at this post-credit stinger thinking, hmm. Okay, the voice is funny, but nothing he's saying is
2: funny at all. This is some real, some real shit. It's true. I, f- I feel like that everyone has probably felt like this at some time. If you're over the age of like, I don't know, 15. Yeah. Um, It's a universal human experience. Which should tell you, like, it's it's weird. It's like if it's a universal human experience, it shouldn't have the power that it does because the power right. is you're alone. You alone are bad and wretched and everyone else has got their shit together and doing the right thing all the time. And it's just you fucking up. <laughs> I feel but like we- this is where
1: the millennials are starting to to figure shit out. Right. Like, they're starting to realize that, oh, no, it's not just me feeling down in the dumps right now. I'm not the one who's had a bad streak of luck and is responding poorly to it. It's fucking everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, millennials, Gen Z, everybody is, like, the younger people are starting to realize this, and I feel like that's going to be healthier, a, a lot healthier long term.
2: Yeah, I feel like that sometimes we're in a race between long term, like this enlightenment that you're talking about, like these younger people figuring it out and like getting therapy, and like a return of reactionary, like this shit's yeah. making
0: a soy boy weak, mama. You, you,
2: you, you're It's like you know, <laughs> that feels like, like
1: the last gasp of a dying
2: ideology. To me, <laughs> I hope. But it, I, I yeah, I that's hope. my hope. I hope, but uh, gee whiz. ooh wee, as Mister Poopy Boho would say. <laughs> It's an awful lot out there right now. Yeah, I'm feeling uh, particularly optimistic today.
1: Other days, I'd probably say, yeah, no, this uh, this enlightenment shit is about to hit a fan.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. But um, I guess the only thing, the one thing we didn't really talk about is Rick and Two Crows. Like, there's this whole like five minute segment segment of this thing that like is completely superseded. That would probably be a popular meme in its own right. Like, you got Crow Horse. Like, hey, I've given you free will, and it goes off. Submit to Crow Horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that stuff was good. Uh, the, his, you know, uh, he's an anti-hero. Run. Uh, <laughs> he's he's only one man, but with the power of a thousand crows, like all that stuff is a little bit of commentary also on um some of the like the boys and invincible shit that people have been getting up to. The deconstruction. that's just you know, like seems like uh, right now the thing to do if you're deconstructing is to try to one up people with impressive shows of pointless senseless violence yeah um and rick and morty have kind of like been a trailblazer to that like you wonder if the boys gets made if if this you know kind of the gonzo success of the gore and all that stuff on rick and morty hadn't hit with people um but them exploring that i thought was really funny um and yeah so a 40 year old rick and morty shows up orders a rum and coke and the bartender essentially says he's a, a 20 he's a 20 year old poser This is among my drinks of choice. And once again, I feel attacked by the show. (laughs) What? what? Rum and Coke. Like what? That's that's a that's like a that's like a lightweight drink. Now, what the? It's it's a. I, it's not a refined drink i think is what they're saying i right? get it like, Harmon. you drink ice and straight up vodka that's that's because you, you just need to, to go right to work but like i'm sorry well, i need what a is the flavor flash coke in
1: there what is the flavor of a rum and coke it's just sweet right it's like drinking mountain dew the, the only flavor guess, you're uh, ingesting is sweet and if yeah. that's what you're in it for uh yeah that seems like a pretty unrefined palate but Damn! I Get it for my
2: co-host too. Jesus! It, I was gonna say I also just like a good jacket coke, which is just the palate of sweet. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, the I thing. It's like I'm. I am a forty year old in my forties. So like I, you know, maybe mm-hmm. they're just taking well aimed shots and I don't like it. But which uh, means you've already sold out and given up. You're no longer yeah. twenty six. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also thought it was interesting. That truthful element that, like, Rick wasn't back because he missed Morty. He was back because the crows dumped him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting in context of, like, how many times has Rick been the one that someone has stepped out on and is having an affair? And that, uh, that's like, it doesn't seem like it's new, or that seems like it's new experiences for him. Yeah. Um, and I thought that's like that, that set up perfectly that moment later in the episode because like you know and then rick comes home and his mom's like you know things should be different now and he should take you seriously and all that stuff and morty's just like nope nope i'm i'm uh i'm 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 desperate i'm desperate i'll do whatever it takes to get him back and get him to stay um which kind of shows some development from beth because that's how beth reacted towards rick three seasons ago mm-hmm. I, it is interesting because like i don't think that they can come back next year and just pull the same shit they've been pulling right yeah. Like, they have to, there has to be, and again, we talked about this, like, there's peaks and valleys to self-improvement and recovery and personal growth. Mm -hmm. So, I'm not saying that Rick is going to be a perfect individual, but, like, they have to acknowledge that this season happened, and the only thing I get I, I think is different is that, like, Morty has got more empathy to Rick and more insight into his condition, but I don't think Rick really has any insight into Morty. Like, the hmm. whole thing with the crows was him considering their things from their point of view. That's yeah. how he was learned empathy, whereas he refuses to do that for his child or his grandchildren. So I guess Morty might be more sympathetic and empathetic, but that was never Morty's problem. So maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I, mean, maybe I Rick will be as bad as he ever was next season. Well, I I think probably being
1: trapped inside a spaceship that is a flying city of Morty's might help uh push Rick in the direction of empathizing with Morty a bit. Oof, I don't know.
2: Because these uh these or you the just get pissed off. These, Yeah, like like uh Yeah, I also wonder because this is another long thing that we've been uh, considering, like what does it mean to be a Mortyus Morty, right? Mm-hmm uh i wonder if they'll say anything about that like
1: i feel feel morty can't be the
2: mortiest of morty it's got to be our morty right yeah what does that look like oh one other question i had um whereas summer was she only had like one appearance these last two episodes which is interesting since they've really upped her importance she was completely left out of like the core relationship and and canon episodes in a way that she hasn't like she was right there with Morty in the escape from the Citadel and, or the escape from the Federation and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. What was her deal about voting? Like she said, uh, I can, he still be 40 cause I want him to be able to get me my friends, Molly or whatever it was. And they looked at her and she goes, um, you know, I, I, I don't care. I I don't care about not voting. I I'd rather throw away about. my vote than support a broken system or something like that. What does it have to do with the Molly? It,
1: I, I only, I don't think it has anything to do with the Molly specifically. I think it's like dissenting from what her parents are wanting in that moment. I, it may, I, 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 I thought it was,
2: she's saying something political. I didn't know that she was mm-hmm. 18 It could like, I, yeah. Or, is it like something about a felony quantity of model but yeah I didn't get that I didn't get that at all yeah. um, I was that's the one thing that this, I was I was confused so sometimes add, they, they make a little bit of a leap in their uh, you know fast and furious joke telling uh, I guess you got to sometimes when you're mm-hmm. got a show with this many multiverses you know I think we should see what the fans have to say in the mailbag yeah but first let's take a quick break Bald Move merch beats running around naked and they make a great gift for the Bald Move fan in your life. Join our tribe. Head over to support.baldmove.com and click on merch to start shopping. And who knows, that dedicated fan could even be you. Treat yourself.
1: Check out support.baldmove.com for more info.
2: You've been listening to quite a few Bald Move podcasts now, but you're not in the club? Who boy, you are missing out. Not only are all of our premium club podcast feeds completely ad free, but we have lots of other great content exclusively for people in the club. There's a weekly lunch with Jim and Aaron, where we chat with fans about anything and everything from TV and films, food, fun, life advice and more. But there's also off the
1: clock, our premium podcast, where we talk about all the shows we don't have time for on our public feeds.
2: Plus, you get access to our full spoiler filled first run movie reviews of our newly released films. All right, we're back. Rick and Morty at baldmove.com is how to get feedback. I doubt that we have another episode. No. Um, unless something just truly crazy were to happen, like a stealth 11th episode. Like a live or, action
1: episode that everybody is like a lot. Li- yeah, if they did,
2: If they did, uh, I don't think we're, I think that was just a marketing attempt. Probably that's what they threw together in the last four weeks. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, can we get uh, this guy to, uh, can we get Doc, the actual Doc, and someone that looks kind of like a Marty? And, um, But yeah, unless and, and like a 15-minute short comes out like that, I, I, I don't imagine we'll come back. But uh, mm-hmm. Rick and Morty at baldmove.com is, is how you get into our feedback, and a couple fans took us up on it in the last few weeks. Let's see what they're having to say. Alvin says, I love you guys and thanks for giving me a Rick and Morty outlet without having to join a fan group. They're a bit much for me. See, see, <laughs> even even on this podcast, uh, the slander against the Rick and Morty fan base continues unabated. <laughs> they got a rep. But anyway, do you think the Rick and Morty is just a manifestation of Harmon and or Royland's own journey? The family has been to therapy. And for me, it really clicked on pro Mortius that therapy is working. He's trying to be a better man after therapy. Do you think that's how this is playing out? Oh, I yeah. kept on thinking this as I was watching this episode like man we should you know we've had a couple sponsors one of them is BetterHelp, help online therapy uh, I felt like we should have done a better job of tying this in because like this is the one show that's like not not about therapy in fact it's about like sure. this you know like even skeptics uh, dealing with it um, but yeah I guess uh, I guess if any of that uh, that Morty that that the poopy butthole shit connected maybe betterhelp.com <laughs> slash pickle uh, no, you're hundred percent right. It, it is yeah. almost certainly
1: a good chunk of definitely Dan. I don't know much about Justin, um, but definitely I Dan's
2: journey. I, I feel it. Yeah. uh, hundred percent. Like this is, this is essentially a Harmon town from three or four years ago. A lot of the stuff was probably things that Dan, you know, cause he started getting therapy and the waning stages of his relationship with his wife. And in their divorce, and it kept, you know, it's kept that uh, individual and couples counseling with his new relationship. It seems like it's going a lot better for him. But like, yeah, I think these are things like, you know, we still love each other, but we're too toxic. We got to split ways. Like, I'm too, I'm, I'm not healed enough to be in a relationship, but I'm healthy enough to know that this is not a good one to be in. I'm going to go do the two crows thing. Like, a lot of that stuff, um, a lot of the stuff the evil Morty says, I think, are probably things that, you know, he's been told in the clinical, uh, because, like, uh, you know, like, when he's talking about genius, like, broadly speaking, I think that's all Dan talking about himself, mm-hmm. um, which sounds fucking narcissistic as hell, but, like, mm-hmm. people have called him a genius ever since, you know, uh, community days, so, um, he thinks a lot about himself, uh, I don't think he thinks he's the smartest man in the universe, but maybe the smartest man in, in the Hollywood. But uh, OK, yeah, or at least used to. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's frustrating because I wish he kept on doing Harmon down because I felt <laughs> like he got reasonably healthy. And then it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm tired. I'm 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 fucking with my life. To keep him doing this podcast with these young kids. And I'm going to move in this Malibu mansion. And how the hell will they relate to me? It's I better bail now. But um I mean, happy, happy,
1: successful people are not funny. We all know that. You can't. You you have to be a certain amount of dysfunctional in order to be funny, right? I wonder. I, I wonder. Mean, I'm, I'm joking, but also I know. But a lot of people <laughs> think that, and a I, lot I don't of know, people know that. Do,
2: yeah, I don't know them. I don't. I don't know how Harmon feels about that. I think that's something he was worried about. Like, geez, what happens if I get healthy yeah. and happy, and then you know, what, what what material you got to work with? You know, hey, I woke up today with really good self esteem, super relatable. Like, yeah, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, Alvin continues we're five seasons in as I write this so what's your Rick and Morty code similar to the wire Um, uh, so that's like uh, you know which season do you like best yeah Uh, I'm with you on five episodes three through five uh, we're okay Uh, this season as I wait for the finale is pretty good to me my Rick and Morty code unless the season five finale is just some trash is four three five two one wow Uh, four is up there wow Honestly, one is the last
1: damn. Yeah, I think. Boy, like maybe. Ooh, know, I'm looking through some of the title names
2: here. It might be like two, one, three, four, five. Yeah, but the, I I feel like I'm definitely two <sighs> one because I think mm-hmm. two it's not that they're funnier but they build on the things in one in very satisfying ways i kind of feel like one through three are almost or one through four one through three for sure and one uh, through four is about even in quality i mean you could say one is better than the other some has the benefit of having more context and canon than others and five is the first noticeable one it's like on average these aren't as as good as the previous season but i still think we only had one or two bad episodes, three or four good ones, two or three great ones. And then, you know, I think these last two episodes have been as good as anything Rick and Morty has ever done. Yeah. Now, I will say
1: going two one one three here is weird because three has what's probably my favorite episode. Tales from the Citadel. But overall, I don't know. Maybe it's two, three, one four or five. Hmm. Two really good.
2: It's yeah. I don't know. But one is. uh One is the just the original. I know. know it's got classics like the me six episode and, and the me six is like one of my all time favorites episode. And- Although I think we'll get Someone will uh ask us this. In fact, let's go ahead and get in So Gianna wanted to know. Hey, my roommate, Sabrina and I are longtime friends of Rick and Morty and pickle me this. Well, so you can learn a lot about a person from their all-time favorite episode, The Rick and Morty. So we're wondering, after watching all five seasons, what is your number one favorite Rick and Morty episode? <laughs> does Does Tales from the Citadel probably being my favorite mean that I'm one of those fucking fans who only likes continuity? <laughs> only like continuity. And I guess I, I might be on the extreme other end because my two favorite, I can't, I don't know if I can narrow it down to one, but Interdimensional Cable 2 and oh. the Me6 episode. I knew Me6 would be in there, yeah and and it's largely on the strength of the jan michael Vincent <laughs> okay six like that's like i fucking love that i also mm-hmm. love the i think the framing device for interdimensional cable too yes jerry's penis hospital adventure is better than the first one mm-hmm. uh it's got the personal space one i i i fucking love the idc too Uh, And me six me six was the first (laughs) I like the first episode or two, but the me six one is the one where I'm like, oh, this is fucking brilliant. This show's going places.
1: Yeah, I think me six is a good representation of what the show is trying to do in season one. I will say I probably like. Anatomy Park, the best out of season one, there are a lot of good ones in season one, Mm. but. I really do love anatomy park. Uh,
2: they had something uh, Alvin also says one more, uh, go back to Alvin rather. I forgot. There's a other paragraph one more while he's there. I love Archer as much as Rick and Morty, but when I rewatch, I Mm. don't ever go past season five. If Rick and Morty Mm. presumably pulls off the full 10 seasons, do you think there'll ever be a point, a cutoff point where the show becomes so different that what it was that you can't look at it anymore? Um, So I don't know because Archer had the whole where it literally became a different show. Like you got tired of writing spy parodies. So it's like they just came up with the device that allowed them to do all these different genres and things. I don't feel like Rick and Morty would ever be similarly limited because they can just kind of just do whatever the fuck. Every Rick and Morty episode is like a holodeck episode of Star Trek. Anything can happen. Um, But I, I don't know. Like I like doing a. Doing a complete series rewatch of Rick and Morty on the one hand, I don't know that people would be like, I, I kind of the way I do Rick and Morty when I'm feeling like watching Rick and Morty is I just kind of jukebox it like I go on gotcha. to, you know, my I think it's Hulu is what I watch this on. Usually I've been watching it on Amazon because we we paid for the season, mm-hmm. but I like, just go and like, oh, what I, I want to watch the me six one or and click through, click through. Oh, the um the the uh show me what you got episode i remember liking that and the songs and you just you just kind of like kind of work your way through oh yeah the citadel episodes i don't know if anyone watches like a full series but on the other hand it's pretty effortless to do so the episodes are like 20 minutes long it's pretty snappy i don't know i was trying to think of shows that i might have
1: done this with that i they changed and i just can't really go back and watch a certain era of them x files is like that when Mulder left
2: yeah um i'm same way like the season after the movie i after i don't yeah i x-files doesn't exist to me past like season seven right
1: but i'm having a a hard time thinking of other shows like that
2: i think it's definitely like i think later seasons of star trek the next generation like you start getting deep into season six and seven there's like noticeably more silly episodes or filler episodes filler episodes filler episodes but there's also some of my favorites so yeah 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 i mean that's that's the nice thing about the episodic stuff is you don't have to watch every fucking thing you can just watch your favorites and who cares right i
1: think there are shows that you look back on them and you see oh my god this show evolved a ton like when i look at early very early episodes of always sunny They do not resemble the modern Always Sunny in basically any way. Uh, But it was such a gradual transformation that I didn't really notice. But now going back, I almost would have to skip the early seasons because they're not what I think of as Always Sunny.
2: Yeah, I noticed that on a rewatch of Parks and Rec, too. Like the first season of Parks and Rec is kind of borderline unwatchable. And it doesn't really get going until late in season two, early season three, where they start. You know, think things start start really clicking. Um, they're even changing like big parts of the cast and stuff. So, yeah, that's I wonder, wonder if that's it. just Definitely. a common, uh, you know, sitcom thing where they find their their stride. Because Seinfeld has a little bit of a problem with that too. Yeah, I also like. I started watching, um, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm in reverse order, and I got to where like I couldn't go further back than season seven because it was just like so i felt like it was devolving you know <laughs> it was getting kind of worse and worse and the you know camera quality was bad uh, yeah just and plus they just because they took off so many years between like there's a big gap it's like there's like yeah. this 10 year revert. yeah it fucking threw me so i, I definitely see what you're saying i don't know if rick and morty will be like that um I see. this i will say that like this does feel like a a halfway point mm-hmm. you know like it's like Uh, uh, maybe even maybe it feels like more of a two third point. I'm I'm interested to see how they keep this interesting for five more seasons. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to Zach. So we talked about this uh, connection with Loki and this uh, email explores that in a lot more depth because what a season finale. They did the thing. We thought they were never going to do it, but they did take that Dan Harmon from three years ago. I was thinking that Rick and Morty, or as a, that the Rick and Morty veteran who went on to show run for Loki talking about uh, Michael uh, Waldron and the Rick and Morty crew for season five must have been talking. Is it just me or are the parallels between the Loki finale and the Rick and Morty finale too glaring to ignore? We have a wizard of Oz esque man behind the curtain reveal of a nearly omniscient character who has been pulling the strings from behind the face of a giant and all powerful organization that claims to run the world from the shadows. You have Citadel and evil Morty uh, and the TVA and Kang. Uh, you have a misfit duo coming together to focus on the more pressing issue, the collapse of the time stream. An anti-hero making a choice to go rogue at the last minute and tear down the constructs of per- a perceived artificial order through the multiverse. You have a cliffhanger ending that confirms the final events will redefine how we understand the rules of the cinematic world that it's contained in. Turning expectations on their head by doing the thing when all signs pointed to them never doing it or at least saving it for a large standalone event such as a, a movie or a Discussion of a Rick and Morty movie about evil Morty. I, d- I never got that meta discussion. A like, movie? No. Yeah. I. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason why you can't do a Rick and Morty movie. It's just that uh, I that that seemed like it was just yeah it had to be unfounded speculation. Uh, overall themes about overcoming toxic relationship dynamics and personal growth and complicated interpersonal dynamics and how one's choices ripple affect the uh, events surrounding them. You know all the Marvel projects post in game have had a lot to do with like trauma, abuse, mm-hmm. uh, survivor's guilt, like hell in game, had a therapy group therapy scene in it. Uh, captain America, or what is it? Falcon in the winter soldier had a uh, individual therapy session, couples therapy session between Bucky and uh Falcon. Um, and I
0: got to think that Rick and Morty
2: Rick's story in the, Um, Loki as we already talked about is um, I I do feel like the Rick and Morty has been very influential because I don't think that especially in pop culture type context I've seen this much talk about personal growth and stuff before you know Mm, yeah Uh, like the idea of superheroes doing therapy there's no fucking way and I you know Rick and Morty has to be somewhat responsible for that. Uh, You have the mystery introduction and mystery concept for future releases to explore, such as Marvel's multiverse or evil Mary, evil Morty's yellow teleport gun. Uh, I hope there are other people pointing this out. But if not, what did you guys think? Are there any more that I missed? I think you nailed it. And I got like as I was watching it, I couldn't help but be reminded about all the talk we had about Michael Waldron taking the writer's Bible from Rick and Morty and just injecting into the Marvel and it appears that some of that got cross-pollinated back, or maybe Rick and Morty's just that much ahead of the curve. Well, I was gonna say, yeah, uh, Mike
1: Mike Waldron, um, you know, was a producer on the show until twenty twenty, so I'm sure there were a lot of conversations. If if, you know, were to believe that season six is already written and they're working on season seven, then there were probably a lot of like overlaps for the airing of season four and the writing of season five. Um to, to where he might have participated in some of those discussions, if not outright. I don't think he actually wrote any of them, uh, the episodes, because he'd be credited as a writer, or really produced yeah, any of them because sure. he would be credited. For but sure. uh, there, there was probably a lot of those meta discussions going on at the time uh, when he was still there.
2: So, yeah, yeah totally. I, I presume these people are still friends mm-hmm. and that they talk about their big projects. and um, but But yeah, I mean... I don't know. I just feel like uh, there's just a lot of creativity, um, underrated amount of creativity in the Rick and uh, Morty's writers room, and the fact that they can generate, or they can generate, they can generate this much emotion from this stupid, stu- deeply stupid show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they can, they can have the like incest babies, and they can have all the 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 garbage goobers and all that stuff and it doesn't yeah. diminish the uh, the ability to have a Mr Poopy Butthole rip out the heart of a generation of Amer you know people around the world um, I think it's kind of in, kind of incredible mm-hmm. so yeah Rick and Morty season five uh, anything else to say about this or should we shut the book Yeah, I think that's it. If what they're saying about it's true, I don't know that. I wonder if the plan is with these 10 episode seasons, if they'll try to do two a year, like can we expect Rick and Morty to maybe come back in the spring or is it going to be a permanent summer slot? Uh, I do think it would be smart
1: to get more Rick and Morty faster, um, because I think a lot of what is hurting Rick and Morty's audience and viewership is people just losing interest over the long breaks Yeah, And also pressure
2: to make it worth the fact that it's been gone for a year and a half or whatever,
1: specifically that they come back to a less than stellar episode. And they're like, this is not what I waited a year and a half
2: for. I'm done. I can't handle this. And if they're getting like two seasons ahead in the writing, that's, uh, that's great because it lets them, you know, really, because like, I, I don't think you need that kind of headroom or that, that kind of, uh, the kind of runway i should say for like the monsters of the week and the interdimensional cables and stuff like that which god damn it god fucking damn it right? we still haven't got an interdimensional cable but like for this 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 lore stuff like i'm glad they spent a lot of time it's you know getting getting back to the evil morty and having side things with like cyborg beth and stuff because i pretty highly you know i remember uh when we had the story conductor the story train like how people said oh look at his epic canon and like you know like what if we just we'd be happy just to get that like just straight up but like that's such a more stupid version of what we actually got yeah you know like just oh a literal evil Morty a dark emperor Morty you know that's that's corrupted Mr. Poopy butthole and all like that's such a more stupid version than what we actually got Mm -hmm. I'm glad they're taking their time and like it sounds like they really did sweat the details like everything had to pay off um and uh I think it worked like I said yeah great Rick and Morty. So I'm hyped for season 6. I have no idea when it'll be back. Um like I said I I would like to care- cover this so as long as we have the time and as long as it doesn't stack up on top of like Lord of the Rings and uh the Fire and Blood project or the House of the Dragon project and Expanse and Foundation season 2 and For All Mankind season 3 and all the other shit that I want to <laughs> cover too. Uh, but Rick and Morty has a special place in my heart. And uh, as long as they're making it and it's good, I would like to keep covering it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm sad it's over, but I, I got nothing else to say. So uh, we will leave it at that. We'll see you back in the next season. If you would like to get more bald move in your life, we're currently uh, doing uh, we're currently doing the last season, final season, The Walking Dead. We're about to start up speaking of science fiction with Mm -hmm. like some real crazy, mind blowing implications. We're about to start Foundation, a new series on Apple TV Plus that we're really excited about starring uh, Jared Harris and Lee Pace. Um, If you haven't seen the trailers, you should check it out. It's pretty amazing. The Boys should be coming out pretty soon. Uh, The expansion should be coming back uh, fourth quarter this year. Lots of great bald move stuff. We usually do a movie every week. Uh, Yeah. Check us out at baldmove.com. Uh, Subscribe to us on Pulp or or Prestige, whichever your your personal tastes are, and uh, keep the good times going. But if not, we'll see you back in Season 6. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later, everybody. Pickle Me This is
1: distributed and produced by Bald Move. All music featured on this podcast is from the Rick and Morty soundtrack, available from Sub Pop Records please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To discover the many other great shows we do, please check out baldmove.com. If you appreciate what we do and want to directly support us, consider joining our club at patreon.com slash baldmove to get access to exclusive bonus audio and video features. Finally, you can follow us on your favorite social media at baldmove. See you next time.